From burnt out mama and nurse to balanced and vibrant business owner, I suffered crazy mood swings, hormonal acne, and exhaustion. I turned all that around and developed a method that works. Now, I'm crazy about helping other women to achieve optimal health and live a life they love. Follow along for hormone balancing tips, lifestyle, and wellness. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Savvy Hormone Coach Podcast. I am your host, Rachel LeClaire, and I am so freaking excited to be here with you today. Um, If you're listening to this in real time, I am still in Canada. So, um, yay! I actually love it up here, but it is freezing. Okay, like freezing. I don't know if you saw that storm that they got um, in Quebec a few weeks ago, but it, it was literally like there was probably two feet thick worth of ice on these houses and the boat dock and all that. And it's just freaking insane. Um, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they live up here. It is so cold, but weather aside, I am going to talk to you today about, um, what to include in your diet, um, to reset your hormones and really find hormone balance. So like basically hormone healthy eating. Okay. Hormone healthy one oh one. Foods for hormone balance. So hormonal imbalances can have a major impact on your health. But if you have been with me, you've been hanging around for a while, then you already know this. A lot of things can alter this delicate balance of your hormones. And diet is definitely one of the factors that can do this. Unexplained weight gain, tiredness, bad skin, sleep problems, and PMS can all be subtle signs that your hormones aren't as balanced as they could be. Looking at your diet can be one of the simplest ways to start to balance your hormones and improve your hormone health. Creating a healthy diet is an amazing place to start for helping you to balance those hormones. Feeding your body well can help you lose weight and be healthier in every area of your life, including with your hormones. So here's a few tips. I want you to pack in the protein. Protein is a really underrated way to balance your hormones, especially insulin and estrogen. Eating protein can decrease levels of ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, whereas large amounts of carbohydrates and sugar can increase levels of insulin. Both of these can also affect weight gain or weight loss and the resulting hormonal changes. So lean meats, fish, eggs, and soybeans are all great examples of ways to up your protein intake. Um, Fatty fish like salmon and mackerel are super smart protein choices because they contain uh, anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids, which omega-3s are amazing for hormones as well. Um, Red meats and processed meats are more of a gray area as they increase inflammation, um, and this can raise the risk of hormone imbalances that are linked to inflammation, so like PCOS or endometriosis. Again, with all meat, I highly recommend eating organic grass-fed meat. And if you can't afford that, because it is expensive, I am not going to sit up here and pretend like it's not because it is. Organic meat is expensive. And if that's um, not something that you want to spend money on, then try focusing on a more plant-based diet and maybe you know, get your protein from lentils and um, chickpeas and beans and all of those things, tofu, instead of focusing on meats, maybe you just cut down and eat meat um, two or three times a week instead of seven days a week, you know, things like that. And then eating carbs and healthy fats. So alongside protein, you'll want to also include some complex carbs and healthy fats. These three macronutrients are super important for balancing your hormones. 
ideally you want to try to include protein, carbs, and healthy fats at every meal. For fats, you want to choose olive oil over vegetable oils, for example. And then because vegetable oils and margarine are, they're full of inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids. So whereas omega-3s are anti-inflammatory, omega-6 fatty acids are actually inflammatory. And don't forget to pack that plate with some veggies too. And you want to support your gut with probiotics. So if you follow my Savvy Supplement Protocol, then you're already taking a probiotic. But um, you, you can incorporate them in your diet too. There's tons of foods that have probiotics in, your, in, in them like kimchi, um, sauerkraut. I eat a lot of sauerkraut. Maybe it's not for everyone, but I love putting it on top of my avocado toast. And you only need like one tablespoon a day to get the probiotics that you need. Or kombucha. Um, I know it's not for everyone. That's why if you're not eating any probiotics, then, um, just take a supplement. Probiotics help to reduce inflammation and to balance your hormones. You also want to eat plenty of fiber. Eating lots of fiber isn't just great for your digestive health, but it can also bind to estrogen and help to reduce some of the effects of excess estrogen. So if you're someone um, that struggles with excess estrogen, then you need to eat more fiber because it's going to help bind to that estrogen and help, um, expel it through your poop. Okay. And if you're not sure if you have excess estrogen, I have a hormone imbalance quiz you can take on my website. It's completely free and it'll just, um, you answer a few questions and it'll tell you what imbalance you probably have. And then it'll even give you some like actionable tips on what to do and where to go from there. So fiber, super important for your gut and your hormones because it is all connected people. If you haven't gathered that yet, your hormones are connected to literally everything in your body. Um, and your gut is one of them. High glycemic foods are going to raise your insulin levels. So foods that rank highly on the glycemic index those increase your insulin levels and alter the way that your body actually uses estrogen. They're also inflammatory and they can raise your levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which is bad. We don't want high cortisol. That means you are stressed out. And then refined carbs like white flowers are a big culprit for hormone imbalances, partly due to their inflammatory nature. So eating more low GI foods is going to help you balance those hormones. And then soy can be a problem for some people. So if you already have an excess of estrogen, then soy can be an issue. It contains some natural estrogens, so it stands to raise your levels of this hormone even more. This is good news if you have low estrogen levels, but it can be a big problem if your levels are already on the high side due to factors like uh, contraceptive pills and hormone-mimicking toxins from your lifestyle. So if you're not living a um, non-toxic lifestyle, then there's... Um, endocrine disruptors in there that are mimicking estrogen in your body, as well as those, um, if you're not eating, you know, organic grass fed meats, then the, the hormones that are from the cows and injected in the cows are entering your system. So that's why I recommend organic, um, grass fed meats as well. Soy contains isoflavones, which can increase the effects of hormones like estrogen. So the end result, you basically end up with much higher estrogen levels than you realize. And this can present itself in problems like heavy periods, bloating, acne, chronic headaches, and mood swings. There's another problem with non-organic GMO soy products too, is they can often contain a chemical called uh, glyphosate. And guess what? This is another known hormone disruptor. Fermented soy products avoid this 
as do uh, non-GMO organic options. You might find soy to be an issue if you're a vegan, as many vegan-friendly foods are packed with soy, and you can easily find yourself eating a lot of it if you suspect that your levels are already high. Soy may be something that you decide to just stay clear of completely. And then processed foods can also raise your estrogen levels. That's why I highly recommend you know, switching to whole non-processed foods as much as possible. Obviously we're in this modern world and, you know, we want to do things and we want to live our lives. So you don't have to just cut yourself off from all of that completely, but as much as possible in your day-to-day life so that when the occasion arises and you want to enjoy something, you want to go out and do it, then you can and not feel bad. And you're more aware of the effect that that's going to have on your body. So you're just more cognizant. Processed foods are um, one to avoid because they can significantly raise your estrogen levels. And experts suggest eating a diet rich in processed foods can lead to estrogen levels that are as much as double like the normal healthy levels. So if you're worried that your estrogen levels are on the high side, cutting back on processed and sugary foods is super important along with those bad fats and alcohol. Eating more fiber, especially from fruits and vegetables, and following a low GI diet can also help to bring estrogen levels back in balance again. And then don't hate, don't hate me for saying this, but ditching caffeine and alcohol. So caffeine and alcohol can both affect hormone production. Drinking a lot of caffeine can raise cortisol levels and can also have that's that cortisol is that stress hormone that I was talking about, and can also have an impact on the adrenal glands. This can have a knock-on effect for lots of areas for your health, from sleep to digestion. And then alcohol has been linked to estrogen dominance and can potentially increase insulin resistance and lower testosterone levels. The latter can be a factor in low libido, vaginal dryness, and even impotence. And then do not, please do not skip meals. It's not just what you eat that affects your hormones. When you eat can be super important too, especially for insulin, for maintaining that blood sugar. So you're not just like riding this roller coaster. Your blood sugar is like up and down and up and down, which is horrible for your health, um, your adrenal system, and just literally everything. Skipping meals is a surefire way to raise your insulin levels. You're going to spike and then you're going to drop and then you're going to spike and then you're going to drop. That puts your body in a constant state of stress and throws all your hormones out like out of whack. So those are some quick and dirty like tips for what to include in your diet, what to avoid, what you should be eating and how they can affect you. Um, obviously I go way deep into this in my, um, vibrant woman course, but this is like enough info to definitely get started on the right path for, um, eating for your hormone health. So I hope it was super helpful. I am, um, like I said, I'm still in Canada, so maybe I'm going to go get some like hot chocolate or something, you know, dairy-free of course, and just enjoy my family. So I will see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Hormone Coach podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Savvy Hormone Coach or visit the website SavvyHormoneCoach.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.